Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Big Sky Breakdown. Continuation of a series we got rolling here where we got uh, mostly current members of the media, but uh, today our guest, a former member of the media, recovered member of the sports writing world, Kyle Sample, joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. And uh, there's been a lot of scuttle. We've actually tried to connect on this for a couple weeks. Uh, Kyle's out of town. I've been out of town. Uh, but here we are. And uh, we've been trying to connect on Talking about this situation that's gone on at Montana State over the last six to eight months, for those that have followed the news, Willie Mack Garza, the defensive coordinator for MSU, received a, a DUI. He was charged with driving under the influence the night of Cat Grizz football in Bozeman last year. And then about six months later, Taylor Housewright, the offensive coordinator for Montana State, uh, was charged with a DUI and uh, leaving the scene of an accident. Uh, in uh, that, that was in May. This is not about the commentating about that scenario. As I always say, it's not my role, nor am I in the business of analyzing people's personal conduct. I know a lot of people out there want, you know, the talk radio guy to go crazy and say these guys should get fired or this is a bad example for young people or whatever. We can have all of those different discussions, but that's not what this is about. I want to talk about the way that these stories are sort of reported on, the way that the news cycle works what it means to be a local news consumer, how you go about reporting on stuff like this, why Montana State has handled it the way that they've handled it, and uh, also just sort of the dynamic between the fan bases. Because right now, I think a lot of Bobcat people that have read the uh, the, the reporting and the police reports and stuff about all this are uh, certainly disappointed. But there's a lot of Grizz people that are completely up in arms about this. I mean, there's a 30-page thread on eGrizz all about this. There's this massive perception and sort of accusation that the, the news media has not been doing their jobs. Well, if you look at the Billings Gazette, the Bozeman Chronicle, and 406 MT Sports and Montana Sports, there's been plenty written and reported about this. But there's also sort of a procedure that goes into that, whether it's talking to the powerful officials at Montana State or gathering the documents to report on or the specific court dates, which, by the way, neither one has happened yet, and then the subsequent decisions that the school will make stemming from that. So that's that's a long-winded way of saying that I just want to talk about the ins and outs of this. And you were one of the best in the biz when we were working together uh, at Skyline and just sort of tracking this kind of stuff down, you know, going to the courthouse, getting the info, getting the freedom of information. So first of all, though, what did you think of the concert this weekend? You, we both went to Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. You were on Saturday night. What did you think? It's always fun to see Ratliff. He uh, loves it here. Yeah, he loves it. And like, I love his music. I love like the different elements that they combine into, into what they produce. But I see this is the fourth time I've seen him and I thought it was yep. the worst. It kind of seemed like it uh, was just like lower energy than usual, right? And yeah, we, we were there on like different life. nights and we still had the same sort of feedback. Yeah, it kind of just seemed like maybe it's catching up with him. A little bit. Huh, like yeah. the first time I saw him, he's dancing all over the stage. For sure. You know, like I was like blown away by him. And then this time, you know, he stood still a lot. Like yeah. his band stood still a I lot. I mean, usually he's dripping with sweat. Yeah. Like they look like the night sweats. They're yeah. sweating in the middle of the night. And yeah. he was like pretty non-glistening on I mean, Friday I, night. I went out. I was up pretty late Friday night. And I remember saying to my girlfriend when when he came out, I was like, Man, he looks like I did when I woke up this morning. So, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I mean, it, you can't not have a good time. But if I'm comparing it against the other ones, 
I think it was probably the worst performance that I've seen from him. Yeah, it's still a great night. He still loves Missoula. I mean, it's always fun to be out there. That venue, the Kettle House Amphitheater in Bonner, is just so cool. The best. And, uh, you know, if the artist loves it, it's it's almost unequivocally going to be a fun and good time. I mean, the access to everything is just so, I mean, if you haven't been out there, you got to go out there. The logistics are just incredible. Like, it takes five minutes to go get a, a beer or to go to the bathroom. Oh, it's like the best. It, it's, it takes no time. You Mm-mm. literally don't even miss a whole song. And if you want, like the bus system they have too. No, it's, like if you want to go out there and have a good time and like put back some beers, it's, it's amazing. And make sure you get home safe. You can easily do that oh. out there by taking the bus and then taking the Uber from. Like you never have to get in your. Oh, car. it is it is it's, beautiful. It, they have it all like set up so well. Kyle and I both live downtown, so you just you just walk just right walk. down there to the yeah. bus and then just walk home. It's yeah. and and you get home by like eleven thirty. It's crazy. Yeah. The logistics are awesome. It it they they're nailing it. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities, bringing a world-class fiber network to homes, communities, and businesses of all sizes, ensures Montanans have access to fast, reliable, and secure internet and phone services. Are you ready for fiber internet? To find out if fiber is coming to your area, visit goblackfoot.com slash ready for fiber. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Sports and Grizzly Athletics. Let's start at the beginning of this, right? In your experience, Kyle worked at the Missoula and he worked at Skyline Sports, worked at the Bozeman Chronicle. And the Independent Record. And, and the Independent Record in Helena as well. Gathering, garnering the police reports is a very interesting thing. To, for me, in my experience, and you've done this more than I have, but it's a lot easier to get police reports in Missoula than it is in Bozeman. That was always my experience. Did you experience something similar? Well, I know for a time it was very hard to get police reports in Missoula. Yeah. I think this was before me being a reporter, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it just depends on, like, what their information officer does and how, like, responsive they are. Right. But, th- I mean, those are public documents, but they can put on as many fronts as they want to push it down the road and make it hard for you to get. That's right. right. Like, they can say, we're going to make you pay for our time. Yep. Uh, we have to do this, this, and this, whatever. I mean, they can put up all sorts of fronts, but, like, they have to give it to you. The only hard thing about, like, doing it at this level, um, especially, like, if you're from Skyline, you don't have, like, legal representation that right. is cheap. So, like, if, if, if they're, like, giving you a hard time... You can't just get a lawyer and be like, look, we're going to take you to court. Like, we could, but that make, just wouldn't to be... To get a judge right. file these right. for us, because... The cost-benefit yeah, analysis just would just not, not be there. worth it for right. our business, right? So if they, like, yeah. jerk you around a long time, like, that's one outlet that you have. But when we were doing it, like, it never came to that. Like, when I needed stuff, I, I, I got it pretty easily. And so then there's the part about this where there's been a lot – statewide media has become a lot more prominent of a thing in Montana, especially from sports perspective, because I think that, by and large, most sports fans <clears throat> and followers – they follow the whole state of Montana. Even if you're a Grizz fan or a Cat fan or or a high school sports fan or whatever, even if you don't like some of the teams that are being covered, you still follow all of it. It's still a small enough and, and sort of lightly populated place that I think that that's what a lot of different companies, including us at Skyline Sports and at ESPN as well, have sort of decided on is the best model. That said, though, when it comes to the reporting on the ground, the markets still sort of matter. In other yeah. words... I, I submitted a, a request for these police reports electronically 
but I'm not there. I'm not in Bozeman. I'm not going to the courthouse every day. I'm also not going to spend my time and money to go do that because I can just attribute a different reporter. We're in the business at Skyline Sports on, on this podcast of, of an, analyzing stuff. We, we want to tell you what do these transgressions mean if Taylor Housewright or Willie Mac Garza are suspended or or fired or have any consequences. What does that mean for the Bobcat football team? So I'm gonna. I also think that there's a crew in Bozeman right now that's doing a good job. I think particularly Victor Flores at the Billings Gazette's doing a nice job. I think that Ashley Washburn at MTN Sports has done a, a nice job there in Bozeman. Uh, and so when they have the police report on their website, I'm just going to use that and then to say you know as reported on by Victor Flores or whatever. So uh, there, there's that part of it as well. But uh, you know I, I do think that there's a little bit of a disconnect. You, you don't just email the courthouse in Bozeman and just get the documents right back in your inbox. No. Uh, no, there's usually a process. Like, uh, just going, like if I wanted a contract when I was at the Missoulian, if I wanted a coach's contract, I had to file a freedom of information request right. with the university's legal counsel. Uh, I had to detail what it is, what I wanted, everything. Um, you don't, yeah, you don't just write an email, I don't think, like, uh, I I didn't have to do it very often in Bozeman because we had such a good cops and courts reporter Whitney Burmis when yeah, she was right. doing it, so like I could kind of rely on her a little bit. Um, and I think she had a good good relationship with the with the information officer, so I could kind of go through them. But like, yeah, it's not as simple as just saying, "Hey, give me these documents." Like sometimes they don't want to, and sometimes like I'm not saying this is what has happened, but sometimes there's like a backdoor kind of conversation where like they don't want certain things to get out right so like right. they might be like putting the brakes on something for a while before you can get the documents that are actually owed to you or actually have to be supplied to you much of what we're talking about today is just, just giving explanations but also sort of dispelling some thoughts and rumors and, and things like that like, what have you heard like what, well there's wanna... just people on twitter that are saying you guys need to go do your jobs. Go get the police reports. Well, the police report is on Montana. Yeah, I mean, it's on only, the... There's only one from each incident. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. Like, they don't file a new one right, when there's a right, hearing. Right, And there's a police report on KBZK, CBS, and Bozeman. There's a, that, that's then attached to MTN and, and uh, MontanaSports.com. Uh, that same police report's been referenced in the Billings Gazette, so then therefore 406MT Sports. Has it. So I think that there's a lot of people that are just... I don't know why they're missing this, but they think that it's not being reported on <laughs> when it is being reported on. We know the reason. The reason is it's probably you're hearing more of it from one fan base than the other. That's right. And the one fan base that you're probably hearing it from yeah. is the University of Montana That's fan right. base. Right. Because and this like makes sense in a rivalry, right? Like that fan base is jealous of what is going on That's in Montana right. State. And so they would like them to be like yep. knocked down a peg or two, totally. or have like what they perceive as what was applied to them from a from a from the media applied to Montana State. Yeah, that's right. So there's, but there's some like, you know, there's some things in there that aren't like make it a one to one scenario. Well, I want to hash that part out because I, I've heard this a lot too on on the message boards as well as on Twitter. I know these are not like real life places, but they are places where conversation happens and, and they're, even if they're not, you know, 
written in stone type proclamations. They are a mirror to what sort of a general attitude about a situation is. And um, I've heard from a great many people, it's bogus how, the, how the, the Montana media holds the University of Montana more accountable than Montana State. I've heard that a bunch of times. I think there's a huge disconnect in the way people perceive this, though. First of all, there was a time in which the Missoulian was reporting on any and all transgressions involving current and or former Grizzlies. Oh. And there was, a, there was a lot of different times where they would report on a Grizz guy that hadn't played for the team in 10 years. But the headline was still, former Grizz gets in trouble. There was a lot of statute of limitation stuff there that I just didn't necessarily agree with. It was a little bit exploitative, the way that they were reporting certain things. There was some predatory reporting there. For too. sure. Yeah. At what point is you know a guy's affiliation with the University of Montana football team, you know, if there's some guy who played for the Grizz 25 years ago, and now he's in his mid-40s and he gets a domestic... Is it justifiable to still have the headline be former Grizz player? He's, he's he's as far removed from that time period as he was like years old when he was playing. That's right. Like he half of his life ago. That's right. Was... That's right. So I, I get the frustrations there. There's also a time though where the Missoulian was, like you mentioned, there's some predatory reporting going on, but then there was also accompanying opinion with it as well. The, mm-hmm. the Missoulian used to have a fierce editorial page. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had a, multiple sports columnists who would who would opine on this sort of stuff. And then there's also a back th- back in the in the height of all of this, the Montana Kaiman used to also be a five day a week paper, and a lot right. of times the student newspaper would also have. And Tim had some really good reporters. Yeah, and they had some really good reporters, yeah. and 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 also a lot of really good columnists yeah. as well. So. If you're a Grizz person that's listening to this, I will say you are justified in your feelings somewhat. I think you just need more nuance to why it is you feel like you feel. Yeah. The Chronicle has, and, and all, these, the, all these news outlets that have reported on this have not opined on it. I think that's where there's a huge disconnect. There's been this call to action to me as somebody that does opine for a living to give my opinion on this. And as I've always stated, I'm not in the, the business of analyzing people's personal conduct but I certainly will analyze the way that this affects the football teams. Uh, and I, 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 there, I think there's a, a, another part of the story here, too, with how Montana State is handling this. We'll get to that in a minute. But I, I think people just need to understand that there's news reporting and then editorialization of that news reporting. That, that The second part has not been done with this case, but I think that there's a lot of reasons for that. Right. Yeah, and it, and it may be true like that there was – maybe too much editorializing of what was going on at the, at within the athletic department right. at, at Montana. Um, and a certain faction of the fan base doesn't feel like it was fair. Yep. That's an argument you could make. Certainly. I mean, I never forget when, cause this is, this is where we get sort of polarized cause we respect really good reporting. And if the reporting is factual, then you can't say it shouldn't have been done. Right. But then you also have to analyze the other side. But I'll never forget when the Kaiman did that series, a history of violence, the Grizz and you know all the, the fights that they've gotten into, basically. Mm-hmm. It's good reporting to put all that stuff together. And it's also exploitative. Both things yeah. can be true. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so it's, I, I mean, yeah, if you're a Grizz fan who thinks that maybe this isn't being editorialized enough, well, 
that may be just the direction that these papers have gone. Sure. That they don't have reporters who are also uh, columnists anymore. Because That's right. There's, no, there's, they, been, there's, there's, there's have, not been a sports columnist at the Chronicle. I think you wrote the last sports column there, and you weren't even a columnist. You just wrote like one or two columns. I was the last, I think, regular. I, I never wrote a column there. I've only wrote run, one. And, and that was, was at the Missoulian, the yeah. one about Muhammad Ali. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that I loved. Yeah. Um, so I don't I, know. I, I believe John, I was the last. Um, and I guess John Mallets did. Uh, but that, yeah. I mean, John has been out of writing. For a long time. Yeah. Probably close to 10 years yeah. at this point now. Yeah. So it's like a shift in what their staffs are. Because yeah. back then, Montana had, or the Missoulian had more of a staff. And they yeah. had more of an editorial staff. Yep. The Chronicle doesn't have that, so they're not right. going to editorialize on this. The Gazette doesn't have that. Their staff got cut. They're yep. not going to editorialize yep. on this. Yep. They're going to write the things that come out of uh, the night it happened, when it was discovered that they had pulled this little uh, little switcheroo, which is quite, quite a little scheme they hatched there, uh, and then the hearings that come out of it. Yeah. So you're going to get that reporting, and I think that reporting has been done. You followed it, it closer it, it than that. It has. Have, and, they've and written articles. They have. multiple and, different outlets. Yep. And you know when they were arraigned, when the next court date is. Right. So that's what you get. Yep. If these staffs don't have a editorial board or columnist, they're not going to. You're not going to have the same thing. But that has nothing to do with whether it's fair or not, it has more to do with the finances of those newspapers. They That's don't right. have the staff to do that. And like, if people want to see you editorializing on what should be done here, it's not, I don't know. I, I don't like, I think you have to take what you do on the, on the radio station and what you do on skyline and separate them yeah. because skyline is not, uh, editorializing. Right. It's news. That's like, right. It is news and it's sports news. That's it's right. It's not tangential to sports news, which this story is. Right. What you do on the radio, you know, you can talk about a lot of parts of this, but like also is it like the should you be talking about it? Like nothing has come out. Like we, we've been new. told what they did. Right. But they haven't been convicted I, of that yet. I, I, so exactly, like, that's right. It would it be fair to like start talking about this? Like totally. remember when Remember when all that stuff happened at Duke? Right. With the lacrosse team? Yep. And everyone was like, uh, those guys uh, are rapists. Right. Right? And then, like, they all, everybody freaked out, but everybody got the story wrong. Right. And then once it came out, it was like, oh, guess what? We didn't wait for all the facts to come out, and now we look like idiots. Yeah, right. Like, it was, wasn't that the story? Was it they were first rapists? Yeah, and yeah. And they were prostitutes yep, yep. or something? I forget. But, anyways, the point is, like, when you are rushing to judgment, editorializing, yeah. sometimes that rush to judgment is, is, not, is not what you should be doing. Like, let, let the facts come out. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Innocent till proven guilty, to be sure. The other, There's a lot of details within these cases that uh, I think are still going to be revealed, no doubt. 
But then when when timeliness does come up, we have talked about it. So, for example, I did my five biggest concerns about the Grizz and my five biggest concerns about the Cats coming into this year. I think both teams are going to be good. I think the Cats can be really good. I think one thing that could derail the Cats this year, though, is off-the-field distractions. And I, I referenced this as one of them. That's what I'm talking about. This is our business where I'm saying, okay, here's when the court dates are for these two guys. That's right in the middle of the season. How's that, you know? Regardless of if they get convicted or acquitted or whatever, that's going to be a story in the paper and on the, you know, we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's a distraction, no matter what. Even if they're they're guilty, innocent, whatever, it's a distraction. So we do talk about it when it comes about. But there's been people that have been hammering us saying, you should talk about this every day. No, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I agree. There's also been the, been the notion of you should, we should be more hard-nosed as reporters when it comes to, Juan Ed Cruzado, the president of, of uh, Montana State University, and Brent Vegan, the head football coach. I'll tell you this. Coach Vegan, he knows how to deal with the media. So on media day, for example, he came up and said, hey, let's not turn our cameras on quite yet. I just want to give you guys an off the record that uh, we're not going to make a statement about these two guys until their court dates. So, you know, just – I'm just saving you the time. Just don't ask. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you ask another time or whatever just to make sure you did it. But, like, they're not going to say anything. So it's the same notion with President Cruzado. Their u- entire university has a protocol for exactly how to deal with these sorts of cases. And th- there's been a lot of vitriol that says these guys are just trying to sweep it under the rug. No, what they're trying to do is not get sued. Yes. If they said something, if they came out and said something – and then it turns out that they uh, get fired or don't get fired. Right. Uh, they could turn around and sue them. That's I'm right. I'm sure there's grounds that they could turn around That's and right. sue them. That's right. So it's also it what, not, it's also why having both of them has actually given both of the coordinators job security. Because if you if Willie Matt Garza has this happen, this this happens, and he's accused of this crime, and then he stays on staff for six months, but after facing a suspension, and then Taylor Housewright gets a DUI. If you fire one and not the other, then the other one can sue you. Yeah, th- I think their situations are a little different. Sure. I personally, but um, there is just no benefit for Cruzado to say anything until uh, until it is handled through the courts. Which then so gives us no benefit to ask. There's no reason to ask. We've already <laughs> asked. And she already said no comment. What are you supposed to do as a more hard-nosed reporter? Like, what more do you want? Right. Right. Should I have been there that night? <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you want? Like, it makes no sense. It's a it's a completely invalid criticism. Um, last one, and now we're kind of calling some of you guys out, but I hope you're listening fairly. Um, I I've been I've been told by people on the message boards and on Twitter that th- they think this is the biggest sports story in years, and they can't believe that the Montana media is burying their head in the sand and not covering this. It's not a sports story. Uh, it, that's that's in fact true. It's not, and uh, I just I think that that's an outrageous and incorrect statement. And that is coming again from one. That's side. right. That's right. That's right. And it's like, guys, I don't know if you realize how this makes you look compared to how you used to look as a fan base fifteen years ago. You would not have this reaction. 15 years ago. That's right. You would be like, oh, 
Little brother had some had some coaches get in trouble. That's right. What losers? Right. That's it. Would Grizz fans be freaking out if the Grizz didn't get their asses kicked in Bozeman last year? Because things Probably have kind of turned, and one side has what you used to have. You feel like uh, something needs to take them down. Yep. Or something that happened to us needs to happen to them. Yep. And it's like. I don't know. You're kind of telling on yourself a little bit when that's your reaction. For sure. And the last point is that the reason that there's procedures in place for this at Montana State is because they already went through an incredibly high-profile lawsuit for what was deemed wrongful termination. Mike Kramer was fired amidst a scandal that was significantly more crazy than what we're talking about here. I'm not advocating for drinking and driving whatsoever. But Willie Mack, Garza, and Taylor Housewright each received misdemeanors. When Mike Kramer, it all fell apart uh, for Bobcat football in the mid-2000s, you're talking about a, a conspiracy to d- distribute dangerous drugs that was funded by scholarship money from athletes that involved nine student athletes at the school and culminated in a murder. Right. <laughs> not comparable. <laughs> it's not comparable. Yet still, Mike Kramer, because of the way that they mishandled his firing, not that it was unjustified that he was fired, but the way they mishandled his firing, he sued Montana State University and the state of Montana. It ended up getting settled, but he still got hundreds of thousands of dollars for that. These procedures have existed since then. So these procedures have been in place for almost 20 years. Well, I think you could go back to Montana. Maybe it was handled a little differently. But when they fired Robin Flugrad and Jim O'Day That's right. under sus- because of apparently what their response was to Jordan Johnson. Jordan Johnson and, out, and another, right? another sort of implied sexual assault yeah. scandal. Yeah. Another piece of erroneous reporting by the Missoula, by the way. I don't think the, I don't think the university president had much to say about that at, immediately after the firing. I could be wrong. Sure. I don't totally remember, but uh, it would have been in his best interest not to say anything until everything went through the court system and everything came out. Mm-hmm. Like it just, there is, there is no reason that they should be saying anything. And the idea that this is some type of like massive story is like, it's not, it's just whatever happened, happened. Yeah. And whatever the response will be, will be the response. That's right. I think the response is more of a story than honestly what happened. Like, Hearing the details of that, like like I said, it's quite a little scheme they hatched out to like be like, hey, friend, come pretend you were driving my car. Right. Like, one, that guy's a really good friend. Like, a phenomenally good friend. <laughs> it's like, a really good friend. Maybe needs to learn when to say no. But uh, the, the, I don't know. I just can't believe that uh, anybody speaking truthfully and honestly could think that this is one of the biggest stories of the last 10 years. It's not even close. And And – Again, we're not trying to justify these guys' actions, but at the end of the day, you are innocent until proven guilty. So there is a scenario in which one or both of these guys is acquitted. So also running these guys through the mud is is not necessarily – again, it's not the business that I'm in, but also that has ramifications on my end too. If I'm sitting here saying these guys should get fired and then it turns out that all of it was just completely botched police work or whatever it might be and these guys get off then all of a sudden then you know that opens me up for criticism from both a uh, listener standpoint but also potentially legal ramifications too also just like they never will want to work with you that's right too 
Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Well, that's the other. That's that's the other part you got to understand is, you know, this is me just opining right now. But KBZK is the best news outlet in Bozeman. They are doing a great job. I I think that Ashley Washburn was the most talented and and best reporter covering the Cats these last couple years. And I think that the other guys are they're doing a good job too. But Ashley's really good. That's why she's going to Milwaukee. She got a job in a big market. We'll have a podcast with her later on this week as well. KBZK and MTN are scripts. They have exclusive TV contract with mm. the with Bobcats. They've reported on it. They're not they're not shying away from re- reporting bad news about their partners. But that would also be very disadvantageous for them and their business model and their advertisers for them to skewer these people from an opinion standpoint. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Also, they're not an opinion. That's right. They are not like that's right. They don't do that. Right. Like, especially on their website. Like right. New, news local news. Does not give opinion. That's right. Right? Like, I mean, I've never I've never seen an editorial from Jill Valley. I guess once NBC got bought by <laughs> yeah. whatever that terrible Sinclair. Far right. Yeah, Sinclair. <laughs> yes. They produce they produce things through Sinclair that are supposed to air yeah, on yeah, their episodes. Right, right. So those give opinions. But like on no local stuff, right. th- that's not what they do. That's not what they do. So yeah. And, you know, and there is a certain element of nuance here when it comes to the maintaining of relationships with sources. And I'm not saying you shouldn't report on something because you want to maintain a relationship no. with a source. You absolutely should. And your source has – all your sources are going to understand that. It's when you then cross the line and editorialize yeah. on it that then you burn your sources. Right. And, and, and editorialize on something that you don't know everything about. That's right. Like just because you have the police report and you've been to – some of the court hearings, you don't have everything that's been filed in that case. That's exactly like right. Not everything that goes has been discovered in that case uh, gets filed is public uh, record. There's matters of like whether it's going to be evidentiary that factor into it. Like you don't know everything mm-hmm. like that goes into it. So just like there is no reason to analyze it. Things you can analyze maybe, and I'm sure you did this when you were talking about like the th- the the. Uh, concerns you have for both sides. Mm-hmm. Is there a concern that there's a lack of leadership within the, the coaching staff sure, at Montana right, State? Right. That could be something that could be right. analyzed because, like, if they potentially did these things mm-hmm. and you're at the same time supposed to be like a role model for these players, that's and right. Trying to show them how to be like, yep. you know, a good person. Yep. There's a little bit of like, uh, Something there. That I, can be I, to, I totally agree. Yeah. So, so there you go. I'll give you my opinion on that. I, I have heard that from people. I think it's a, 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 this is one of the valid pieces of feedback I've heard about this case. These are coaches that are recruiting young men and they're trying to teach these guys how to be upstanding individuals. So, uh, what about the example that they're setting for these young exactly. men? Okay. I, I think there's, there's two sides to that, actually. And, and in no way, again, am I justifying that these guys. Um, should advocate for drinking and driving. I actually think there's like such a simple solution for all of this. Uber? If, if I was yeah, exactly, if I was a college coach, I would get a credit card and put it on a Uber 
and give it to every single person on my team, coaches yeah. and players. Yeah. And then you go out, okay, are you tattling on yourself and telling the head coach you were out drinking? Yeah, you are. But guess what? It costs 17 bucks. We'll write it off at the end of the year, and nobody ever gets a DUI yeah. again. Pretty simple solution. Well, so you can walk to downtown to basically anywhere in Bozeman. That's right. I did it. Oh, like, for all I, the time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, but so I, I do say, though, um, again, not advocating for any sort of, of drinking and driving, but I, I could see that uh, on one hand, if, if the coaches are fired and or suspended, that's a good lesson for the players of how you can lose a lot by making one bad decision just on a given night of drinking too many beers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the other hand, though, I think if these guys aren't fired, it's also a good example of you make a mistake and you get your life back on track. These guys are certainly going to have zero tolerance policy. Their entire staff absolutely is going to have a zero tolerance policy for all this. You would think so. If- so I think, I think that there's a conversation to be had there. I think the other part of the conversation to be had is the drinking culture that surrounds college football in Montana. So many just people, Montana, in just, general. Just, the, just, just the culture, the culture of drinking in yeah. Montana, period. Right. Yeah. That's the other part is like so many people that are saying this case isn't being reported on enough or that these guys need to get burned at the stake. You look in the mirror, right? Like these stadiums sell out for, for the number one reason the stadiums sell out is because of the excitement of around college football. The number two reason is because of the, of the party that ensues mm-hmm. before, during and after. Mm-hmm. It is a drinking event. Mm-hmm. Most people are drinking at these events. Most people, yeah. So they you may know. not be exceeding the limit, but there's like plenty of people. I mean, I've always, it's been an open secret, like, not even a secret, just like a realization. If there was like a DUI quota system, right? Like right. where police had to like file. Sure. File, I have no idea if they do. But if they did and they wanted to meet that, just sit outside Washington Grizzly Stadium I mean, and just. You could hand out DUIs to – I don't know how many DUIs you could hand out. <laughs> I mean, as many cops as you have on a duty, that, and how fast can they write a them lot. up? Yeah. A lot. A lot. Again, you're right. Not advocating for anything. But, like, there is uh, – it, it is a, a major issue in Montana, drinking and driving, partly because of the way the state is, yep. like how rural it is, but also because the two colleges here, like, football is gigantic and – it drives a huge amount of people from all around the state to yep. these games. And they drink there. And, and it's not just the, the six home games that each school has every year either, though. That could be reporting that could be done. I mean, Enterprise-level right. reporting that comes out yeah. about reporting on, like, DUI levels and, and uh, alcohol consumption in the state compared to other states. And, yep. like, what that rural uh, aspect of it has to do. And maybe, mm-hmm. like, should there be better public funding for transportation? Totally. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. There's the six home games. There's the five away games, and both schools have significant alumni bases that travel and or attend road games, all that sort of stuff. But then there's also, like, both schools do spring tours mm-hmm. where they go all around the state. What are all those events? They're drinking, They're drinking events, They're man. scrambles. I've been to golf scrambles. I mean. Not a lot of people are sober. That's right. Things. And, uh, again, 
I think it's a it's a systemic uh, issue. I'm not going to call it a problem, but an issue in Montana, certainly, just how prevalent drinking is here. I mean, yeah. if you go live somewhere else, you you really do realize that Montanans drink a lot. Yeah. And there's a lot – because it's so acceptable to do at pretty much all of the events that Montanans like, whether it's concerts or mm-hmm. football games or street parties or, you know, co- you know downtown tonight, whatever – there's just drinking available at yeah. every turn. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe that's an element of reporting that could come out of it, but there's not much that hard news can do on this that it hasn't been done, and the criticisms of, the, of it are, I think, invalid. Yeah. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities, bringing a world-class fiber network to homes, communities, and businesses of all sizes, ensures Montanans have access to fast, reliable, and secure internet and phone services. Are you ready for fiber internet? To find out if fiber is coming to your area, visit goblackfoot.com slash readyforfiber. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Sports and Grizzly athletics so as i always say again we've talked about this on my espn radio show i think nine times now we've mentioned it on this podcast several times now we're doing a whole podcast about it we will continue to update you as this stuff comes down the pipe and our primary analysis about this will be based on the result what happens when uh willie matt garza and taylor Housewright go to court what does that mean for their positions their units, uh, those sides of the ball, uh, the Bobcat football team in general, and then what does it say about the society that we live in? We'll analyze all of it once the stuff actually comes down the pipe, but we can't do much until stuff is actually uh, litigated on. Anything left to add? I thought there may have been one other element of this that we wanted to talk about, but I think it's slipping my mind. Well, so the notes I sent you, the, the steps and details of reporting a story like this, you know, when when powerful figures like Wada Cruzado and Brent Vegan don't, when they tell you directly that they're not going to comment on it until a specific time, uh, this is the biggest sports story in years in Montana. We both agree that that's no. The difference in reporting out of Bozeman and Missoula in the past, and and particularly when it comes to this sort of stuff, and I, I mean the last ones, the and you sort of referenced it already. The the, the switcheroo. And, and I, I'm not trying to take shots at Grizz fans because I know we have a lot of loyal listeners. There's great friends of this show that are great friends of mine that are big-time Grizz supporters and boosters. Something fundamentally has happened to the mindset of a lot of Grizz people, though, and there, there's this manifestation of this loser's mentality. You saw it last year when they when Montana lost at Sacramento State. That, that was a terrible call. The, the out-of-bounds call is wrong, yeah. and they should have replayed it, and they, yeah. it should have been a, a, a call in the Grizz's favor. But to say that the refs screwed the Grizz out of a Big Sky Championship or whatever, like if, I, like I always say, if a game comes down to one play, you already lost. Because there's so many plays in a football a game. There's certainly a, a, one of big-time consequence, but if you, just, you know, if you just score two more times, you just don't let Sac State cut your lead in the fourth quarter, get a stop, force a punt, block mm-hmm. a punt, whatever. There's so many different things that can factor into it. Yeah, It's just weird that there's this loser's mentality uh, amongst some of the fans right now. I think part of it is, like, it's just within, like, a rivalry, too. Uh, Some of this stuff is going to come about. 
Like for sure, you you are going to have this. Well, like, like think back to 15 years ago, how obsessed cat people were with the Grizz. Right, and I I don't think they still aren't. Like no, for sure. I, I, like, I still think like, and yep. I think that's just yep. an element of being a fan in a rivalry. Like you're going to sure. think about your rival, yep. especially in college athletics, when you're probably part of a of uh, like a state education system. Like, for sure, what happens to us should happen to them. Yes, and right. Like, if it doesn't, we feel like there's yep. some uneven balance or yep. somebody's getting yep. Yep. preferential treatment. And it's like totally true. If Montana gets a indoor practice facility, cat fans are going to think we need one or we're going to fall behind the Grizz. Yep. If Montana State gets uh, you know, had they gotten a beautiful weight room right. before the Grizz did, Grizz fans would be like we're falling behind the cats. Yep. Like what happens to one has an effect on the other yep. because that's the that's the next closest thing to your fandom is your hatred of your rival. <laughs> it's it's so true. Yeah. And one of our like I always say, one of our great exports in Montana is our college football teams. So being the team of the moment or of the day or of the year or of the decade, it's very important and it's so huge for the universities and the fan bases and all of that sort of stuff. And the Grizz got to be that team. They got to be the right. team that people from Montana got to be proud of playing on the national stage for years and years and years. The last handful of years, it's been the Cats that have been that team. And you're right. It's going to ebb and flow always. Right. If one if one's on top, the other wants it. And now that Montana State is, like, experiencing this success, if it switches and Montana goes on top, uh, I think that their obsession with the Grizz is even going to grow. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to be like, we lost something and we want that back. Right. Just like Montana has lost something over the last 10 years. No doubt. They want that thing back. They want it back. The thing that they have. Yeah. The thing that they want back. Montana State has it. So that For makes sure. it even more upsetting. Is For that sure. The, the one team you don't want to have it has it. I mean, the way, like, the Cats' big sky slate last year, the way that they won games, it was so reminiscent of, like, the mid-2000s Grizz. Yeah. Like, the Cats had every excuse in the world to lose at Eastern Washington when Tommy Malai had his head on the turf, but they and then Sean Chambers throws a pick in the red right. zone, <laughs> and they still somehow figure out a way to win on a field goal. Like, they were dead to rights at NAU. Then they throw a 75-yard right. bomb to Taco Dollar and kick a field goal of two seconds left. Right. Like, that's how the Grizz used to win games. And I think it drives Grizz fans crazy that the Cats, yeah. they have that secret sauce right now. Yeah. Yes. As a USC fan, once Oregon started getting good, <laughs> yeah, right. I like, hate, I hate Oregon. And I, whatever they have is what we used to have. Yes, and right. I, you know, so anything that they did, I was obsessed with Oregon getting that. And I, I think it's just in nature. And then when stuff like this comes out, it's really unfortunate that it gets like filtered through something like this. Cause you can see some ugly things for sure. Like come out, like wishing, like wishing somebody gets fired. Like hopefully nobody wishes ill will on like another person. Right. Right. But, and the only reason you're wishing real ill will on these guys is because they're coaches of the team that you hate. Right. And like, you want like really negative stuff to come out about them in the media and like that. I don't know that, that side of it can get ugly. Wishing vitriol on like specific individuals. You just got to remember like these guys are all They're just people. human. Like yeah, yeah. you can hate them all you yeah. want from a sports hate perspective. But, like these guys are just, I mean, and some of the talk, like when Garza got in trouble and it was like his, I don't know, third, 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 third UI. Yeah. Like we shouldn't, this is super idealistic, but we shouldn't wish that that guy like gets fired and his life goes downhill. We should wish that that guy, if he has an issue, finds like help for it. That's like, right. That's what we should wish. Right. And I think in a lot of situations we would, but it's just 
we have a faction of people that right. love something yeah. that it's great is against what this other faction of people love and it and it just gets like filtered through that and it's just it's not the way you would react in a normal situation, I don't think. That's exactly right. Big Sky Breakdown, Kyle Sample joining us. We we gotta get you out of here on this. Uh by the way, thanks for, for taking all the time. Um You're wearing your USC sweatshirt. USC's going to the Big Ten. Caleb Williams is the uh, odds-on favorite to win the Heisman. Would, would this be a gut punch or uh, a phenomenal see you later? What's going to happen if Caleb Williams wins the Heisman the last year of the Pac-12? For me, it's great. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> like, I'd love it. I, I mean, I'm not one of is those Is it USC a gut punch to the like... Pac-12? Uh, I don't know. I think it's a good note to go out on, right? Like, I mean, I guess for, like, Pac-12 historians, it would be a gut punch because you'd be like, oh, the last moment of the Pac-12 was – the most storied program in, in the PAC's history, mm-hmm. getting the, you know, they're, they're adding to their record of Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah. And now the, you know, I mean, USC's probably won half the Heisman Trophies from the PAC-12, if not more. Oh, way more. I, I mean, USC that, has the most Heisman Trophy winners of anybody say, in college football, right? they've won a lot. All of them? I mean, pretty much all of them, right? Marcus Mariota won the Heisman one. It, did he win that? He did in, at Oregon. Okay, so I'll say 90%. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for the, the history of the Pac-12, I think it's uh, sad. But I, So you're not you're, you're into it, though. You, you're into USC, the Big Ten? I just think it was an, an, an inevitability. Right. Like, right. yeah, they just got ahead of it. But I think all these teams, all these big teams, are going to break away anything, anyway. Yep. And, like, once they do, it may be – we may find some regionalization again within that. But, like, I just think they were like, we're going to go to the Big Ten and we're going to get our money that the Pac-12 said we were going to get years ago and has been screwing us out of because of their inept. And uh, this is the way this sport is going. So let's just get ahead of it. So for me, like, I don't like seeing the Pac-12 break apart. But selfishly as a USC fan I also didn't like seeing them uh get like 10 to 12 million dollars less in TV money than right. Vanderbilt was because their totally. conference was inept and yep. they were falling behind in facilities and yep. funding and yep. being able to pay top level coaches yep. because and they and they're they falling losing 20 they're million falling out of recruiting revenue. races yeah. cuz people are like well uh my top five is all going to be in the SEC or the Big 10 next yeah. you know even though USC is great I'm going to go yeah. you know to top 10 programs it's so hard to be in the top 10 if you're not part of those leagues right right so for me I I have no problem with it because of the I because of the way I think the future is going if the, if it wasn't going towards that like if there wasn't all this movement and USC jumped to the Big Ten, I'd be like, "What, you know, what is going on there?" But I think that I think in five to ten years, they're all going to be on their own thing anyway. <laughs> That's exactly right. Cal Sable here uh, on the Big Sam Breakdown. Thanks for coming by, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Town.